It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Liam, a.k.a. Grandma, over Zoom video. Liam was born in New Orleans, lived there till about nine. Actually, when Katrina hit is when him and his family left. Uh, They moved to Memphis for a couple months and then ended up moving to Georgia, spent the remainder of middle school, high school in Georgia, college as well, and then he currently lives in L.A., But he got into music. His dad is a musician, was a local musician in New Orleans that got him into music. By the time he made it to Georgia, he was playing trumpet and piano and guitar. He ended up joining a band in in Georgia. When he graduated and was going to college, that's when he discovered producing and putting songs up onto SoundCloud. He said he didn't really have a big viral moment or a big moment on SoundCloud, but different A&R people were hearing his music and just knew how talented he was. So he started having meetings with different record labels. He talked about putting out his first uh, few songs, where he was at when the pandemic happened, all about his most recent single, Blue Atlanta, the story behind the song, and all about his debut EP, Angelhood. You can watch our interview with Liam on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Grandma. Yeah, what's up? How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I love to meet you, Adam. Oh, is that a piece of steak? (laughs) Yeah, I totally forgot about this. This was from a a conference. Let me see if I can turn it off. (laughs) A conference. Raw raw meat. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. You can Um, leave it up. I think it's funny. yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, as is. Yeah, as is. I, I, I think it's creative. Super rare. <laughs> Super rare. <Yeah. laughs> Rad, dude. Well, uh, I appreciate this. Uh, my name's Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about the EP that's coming out, um, I think, in about a month, right? A little over a month? Yeah, July 15th. Sweet. That's Sweet. The, that's the plan. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You're in, are you in uh, Nashville? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm in Nashville. I did research. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Where about are you? Are you LA? Uh, I'm in, yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. I uh, m- moved here in January. Oh, cool. And originally from Atlanta? Is that what yes. I Yes. Yeah, I'm from, from uh, Marietta, Georgia. It's uh, about 25 minutes north of the city. Um, a dark suburban place. Good times. And um, before that, I grew up in New Orleans. Okay. Uh, were, you, were you born and raised in New Orleans? I, I uh, was until until I was nine and uh, kind of uh, jumped jumped to Atlanta after Katrina. Cool. Oh, hi, Gabby. Hey, Gabby. Oh, can't hear. <laughs> no audio. It's okay. Um, well, very cool. 
this is the podcast is this recording right now yeah but i'll cut out the beginning we'll just restart no that's all good i like <laughs> digital footprint you know keep it here forever cool it's here uh, to stay it's here to stay um but i'll edit it rad awesome <laughs> what's i don't know what's wrong with something uh my mic all good gabby thank you so much uh we'll just rock if that's cool so you moved to Nashville and uh, when, when was this? I moved to Nashville in February of 2021. Okay. Word. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my grandparents live there. Really? And, yeah. And they're always, they're always complaining about it's like a thousand people a day moving here. All, all of us Californians. Yeah. Taking over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, it's I, great. Dude, it's funny. Cause uh, when we moved here, I had no idea that that was, a thing like uh, that all of California was moving here. It just happened to fall in line with my wife and, and our kids and everything that we were planning on doing anyway. Right. And we got here and every time I'd made something, like, Oh, you know, next to me, I just moved here. They're like, let me guess you're moved from California. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're like the 120th person I've seen today. That's from here. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Over it. No, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's such a, it's such a, a, uh, it's a, such a specific place. I, I do. You, do you get isolated there? I mean, I mean, I, I love it, but I feel I guess sometimes when I'm landlocked, gets I get a little weird. But definitely isolated. I would yeah. say because I don't even I don't live in Nashville. I live south in the suburbs. Right. I have two kids, so we wanted to get them. You know, schools down here and and all that, uh, and have more space and and right. and that whole thing. Because we're I'm originally from San Diego. I lived in San Francisco for a little bit of time back to San Diego. And then my wife is from San Diego and our kids were born in San Diego. So like, that's all we knew is California. So we moved here and we're like, Oh, it's like nice to have space and greenery and, and people that are nice all the time to yeah. let you get it, like let your car in, like just like little things that I was all new to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, it's, it's war, it's war out there. So, uh, <laughs> It's just interesting it that every yeah. that everyone's moving here, which I yeah. have no concept of. Yeah, it's a it's a great place though. Mm -hmm. So you um, said you were you you grew up or you were born in in uh, New Orleans, but you moved right after Katrina. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. Okay. So tell me about growing up, being born there, real quick, pre Katrina, and then we'll get into the move. Um, pre Katrina, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, it, it, it was the early 2000s, you know, I, I had nothing to worry about, man. Life was, was good. Life was, <laughs> life was okay. You know, I mean, I had a great, I had a, I had a great childhood of all, all things aside, like, uh, you know, and um, we, um, yeah, we, there, there, were, there was a lot to take away from, from being a kid in a city like that, just like uh, ultra, ultra diverse, you know, got to, got to see some cool shit, got to see some wild shit, got to see things that a child should never have to see and everything in between, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, we jumped over, yeah, we jumped over to Atlanta. Uh, we moved in with my aunt for a year. Um, cause you know, we were kind of just relocating and, um, th those were, those were dark times. And then, then, yeah, I mean, I don't want to dig into the trauma, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I'm just curious, no, like, yeah. uh, when it comes to that, like, I mean, New Orleans, huge music city. Were you in New Orleans and like, were you, you know, were absorbing everything that was happening down there as far as that went? Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my dad was like a local musician. And so oh, cool. I, uh, 
definitely, you know, had a lot of musicians around the the house all the time and um, feel, feel very fortunate, you know, to be going to shows at a young age and just uh, seeing, seeing all aspects of like, you know, just the, the ceiling there is, is so weird and specific of, of like great musicians. It's like, you could pull any any guy off the street that plays, you know, trumpet or upright bass and bring him to L.A. and he'd be the best trumpet or bass player L.A.'s ever seen, you know. But right. it, it's so like it's so low key for everyone. So, um, yeah, it was it was a super sick place to uh, to grow up. What did your dad play? Um, my dad played. Uh, he, he was a guitar player, singer, did uh, did some piano and trumpet as well. Oh, cool. And yeah. were you drawn to any of that as a kid, like pre-moving to Georgia? Definitely. I definitely, um, definitely was. And uh, I think, I think kind of primarily started on piano and then also, uh, you know, picked up guitar and trumpet later on, but uh, more so in high school with like marching band and whatnot, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so obviously tragic Katrina happens. Um I'm sure it was a, you know, I can't even imagine that situation. Are you got you guys are like trying to what get out with everybody else? Like were you directly affected as bad as it looked? I mean, it was cool. I mean, because I was 8 and or 9 and it was uh and I didn't know what was going on and we were out of school, you know? It was like it was it was like that was kind of my vibe, but my parents were yeah, they were in, they were going through a nightmare and uh we um had this kind of like network of like kids like there's a couple of kids i went to school with that we all just like caravan to memphis originally and we stayed in memphis for six weeks because one of their like grandparents had like a a house open that that, that we were able to use um because they just bought a new one and so there was like four families living in this like you know three-bedroom house for like six weeks and then wow. um we all kind of went our separate ways and um some of them went back to new orleans and so, and then some of us, you know, kind of just sprawled out across the Southeast and, um, you know, all those, all those kids I evacuated with, like, uh, we're, we're still super tight because of that. And it's like, you know, I mean, like it's one of those things where trauma brings people closer or whatever. And sure. Uh, every, every Thanksgiving we spend together and oh, wow. try and see them two or three times a year. Those are, that's the, like, those are the original, uh, that's just like, that's the real family, you know? Yeah. I mean, wow. I can't, I literally cannot even imagine that, like how scary that was. I mean, I mean, being eight, nine, I mean, nine years old, maybe you didn't totally understand what was going on. Maybe you did, but I mean, for your parents too, like trying to get you guys out of there and the chaos that was, that was happening and then trying to find a place to stay. And then now you're in Memphis mm-hmm. and then, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, and then you end up moving to Georgia. It sounds like to live with your aunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it happens to, it happens to a lot of people. I mean, there's a, uh, it, it's, I, I think there's, there's like, you know, I, I mean, with, with a certain privilege, I get to say that it's like, it, it makes, it makes it a lot like easier to live. I feel like after you experience something like that in that, like just feeling like rid of any, like material attachment and just like, like any, anything, you, anything you're attached to just getting to like, restart fresh as like you know as fucked up as it can be at the time you just like the the stuff comes back all that like you know you Mm -hmm. do you are resilient you do recover and there's something to be said for that and also you know there's like what like a a uh 75 chance the biggest earthquake la has ever seen supposed to hit in the next decade 
So, uh, like, <laughs> <Right. laughs> so, so part of me is also just like, yeah, whatever. Like, let's, let's get it. You know, whatever's it's, next. It's funny. People move to LA thinking, or it's California thinking like, oh, like, I don't know the earthquake thing. And it's like, I lived in, in California for 37 years and I like vague, like I can remember earthquakes and I remember yeah. like some pretty bad ones, but never yeah. like to the point where like when I moved here, we had been here for like two weeks and there was like this gnarly lightning storm and like right. a tornado coming. I'm like, this is like way more frequent than any earthquake I ever felt. Yeah. But this Cascadia subduction earthquake, man. 600 mile fault it's going crazy west uh, coast they've been talking about it man for let's like go. since i was a kid <laughs> let's go i can't wait oh I, my goodness man it's about to be uh, devastating it's yeah it uh yeah i don't <laughs> i don't even want to put that out in the in the world but um so bad yeah, vibes so, so you moved to, to georgia um yeah. and you are obviously continued playing you said you played in marching band and stuff uh when you was that when you got there like later in, uh, in high school days and stuff yeah like that. yeah like yeah in in high school and middle school um kind of just jumped into to the band world and and then you know started playing in bands as well um uh kind of just you know piecing together friends that played instruments and playing it at, at like teen clubs you know as you do like yeah um and it was a um it was like a I, I have some, some of, you know, the, the best people in the world I, that I know are from like, you know, from Georgia and I uh, absolutely love that, love that place. And it's like one of those places where you just kind of like grow up hating your environment. Um, you know, it's very uninspired. Like our, our, a lot of Georgia's like landscape is very uninspired, you know, like strip malls and all that. But, um, uh, hating your environment, but just kind of like, you know, making those, uh, creating those avenues for, for how to have fun and how to experience freedom or some semblance of like, um, just a, a creative life mm -hmm. in, in those worlds is, uh, is what it's all about. Were there a lot of kids around that you hung out with that were doing band things? Like, was there like a scene where you're growing up or was that mainly in Atlanta? Um, it was, you know, I think like once I kind of like approached, uh, you know, the end of high school and like, and entered like, be like beginning of college, that's kind of where like, we, you know, had some semblance of community in Atlanta itself, um, mm -hmm. between like an underground rap and, um, like just kind of house shows and bands and different, all types of different acts and, and creative outlets and artists. Um, but yeah, there was, um, there, there was definitely a super, um, unique and creative community that, that emerged from there. Um, at the time it was like the, um, the, the kids we were looking up to were like, uh, all at like awful records, which was a, uh, which is, which is still around, but it's a, a, it's a small label that kind of, uh, I believe father started. He's a, he's a sick artist, um, with, uh, a, a lot of different acts from like playboy Cardi run through there. Um, Abra, uh, danger incorporated, a, a, bu a bunch of them, um, that, uh, definitely like fueled the, the energy of the streets in the, uh, like mid tens. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. what, what was it like? In, what did your band sound like? Were you in like the band you had in high school? Were you the singer? Like, did were you the songwriter in that project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were uh, we were called 
we were called Ferris named after my best friend. This is a deep cut. Um, and, uh, we, uh, we sound like shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so from that band, you said you went to college. Did you go to school for music? No, not at all. I went, I, I was like, uh, telling myself I'd do marketing and then, and then communications seemed easier. And then, like, and then, and then that turned into just getting stoned and making beats for my friends to rap <laughs> on. And then that, you know, turned into like SoundCloud wormholes and like, okay. Um, and then that turned into some like, you know, more semblance of community that turned into label meetings and like little things like that. So, um, so, you know, at a certain point in college, I was just like, oh, my heart is not in this uh, degree at all. I mm-hmm. am fucking around, <laughs> like, you know, and uh, and just kind of made the jump with a bunch of weird gigs along the way. It's a wedding DJ for a year. Was, really? Was, yeah. North Georgia. I saw a lot of like, you know, like uh, blue jeans weddings, you know, where like the, ah. all the groomsmen have like have blue jeans on, you know, like that vibe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or like, uh, or like the bridesmaids have like neon yellow dresses and like, like, all right, I guess I'm about to play like nine Bruno Mars cuts. Tonight, you know? <laughs> I was going to say like, yeah, I, I, you have to approach all those weddings a little bit differently. I would think. Um, th- yeah, well you would have like, they would have like a playlist, um, they would like kind of like make and then I would ignore it. <laughs> I was gonna say, which is probably so fire. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a couple. There was a couple weddings that were like that were like, all right, all right, taste. You know, like three oh three. Y'all, y'all are going crazy. Like, yeah, it's, it was really funny to to <laughs> um see what uh certain bridezillas would like um recommend, but or. But yeah, the hits, you know, September, Earth, Wind, and Fire, never going to fail. Never going to fail on a dance floor in a wedding. There you go. There you go. So you did that for a bit. You're still in college at this point? Um, yeah. You know what? Honestly, I was having label meetings at that point. It was really funny. Oh, too. really? Okay. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was just, you know, still still paying rent and everything. So I was just trying to uh, make it work. And Well, and- how did you get to that point of, uh, you said you're, uh, you went from college to ma- focusing on making, making beats and then getting in that were you in that like soundcloud community or i mean that was such a a knit kind of niche thing a lot of artists that i've spoke to kind of came out of yeah um i you know i i felt a um i definitely i definitely felt a draw to that community i would never uh you know i i've i've always felt like an probably an outsider in that world but i was still uh still posting and uh and making friends through SoundCloud and having a, uh, you know, ex- uh, definitely was a point of influence. Um, and um, there was a uh, un- underground uh, rapper named Six Dogs, uh, our friend Chase, who was like definitely kind of like the uh, what what weaved everything together for a lot of us in Atlanta, and kind of just like. Uh, was just like the glue that like brought everyone together um in our kind of world in like 2018 mm-hmm. and um yeah so uh so soundcloud definitely was a uh a, a really fun uh place and time for for me in that era which uh you know predates hyper pop and 
it was definitely like cloud rap um era yeah. yeah when well when did the the meetings with labels come was i later than that and like what was the moment that kind of changed that got that attention towards you um i mean i, I really uh you know i i really don't know it wasn't I, I feel like i wasn't really buzzing like that or anything it was just like it was just from posting on soundcloud um that you know there's some some a and r's were just kind of digging through the wormhole and would see some stuff so um we just started getting emails from there and be like, oh, this is spam. And then <laughs> reply to one. And yeah, but um, it's not like the rest is history or anything. It's all a, uh, there's, there's definitely not a finish line. And also labels, you know, in a lot of ways are um, kind of, uh, I don't want to say outmoded, but like just, um, they, uh, there's, there's definitely new models that are being embraced on, you know, how to, how to be an artist and, uh, in the, this landscape we've for created. sure well yeah. with that being said like um when did the when did your projects start when did grandma start was that was with the soundcloud beats that you're yeah. creating yeah oh, okay. yeah that was like yeah sorry that was like 2018 um i believe i was just you know and if i had known better now like about seo like like like, like search engine optimization like grandma it's probably not the most ideal name um, I will say it was difficult <laughs> to find your stuff. Right. If I didn't get a press release from you with the, your Instagram on it, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but it's a know, cool name. And I mean, and it goes back to your grandma living here in Nashville. Yeah. Hey, do you have advice for, for search engine optimization? Um, uh, yeah. How do I, how do I honestly no? Cause my name, I added, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say if you Google our podcast name, you'll yeah. find uh, something else um, as well. I mean, yeah. we've pushed out enough stuff where it's kind of the first uh, forefront of it, but yeah. But try beating grandma. Like, there's so many grandmas. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> no, it's it's really hard. I'm really getting pushed down. It's it's a nightmare. But every yeah. day. It, yeah, I mean, but it's a cool name. Thank you, thank you. So, um, so is Adam. <laughs> well thank you um well okay so going back to 2019 when you like i'm just looking at now i'm looking at your spotify so you put out like even if we don't get it together was that a song that came like later down the line once you had some stuff out via soundcloud and were those songs similar to what you are doing currently um even if we don't get it together uh was definitely like more in the like kind of funk soul pop space mm -hmm. sure and um this this next project well comparatively to the what you were doing on soundcloud oh, I guess, versus like, what i was going on yeah, SoundCloud. yeah yeah it was definitely um it was it was definitely different i'm uh de definitely pretty um you know i'm just uh, you know always inspired but but it's always just a very inconsistent um genre wise so that was definitely a step in a different direction from the soundcloud days which were um more influenced in like um electronic music i think like um that's a very broad term but like house and uh um kind of like that like that flume era of like mm -hmm. the uh, the tens as well sure yeah. Once you get into like the pandemic, um, 
was like, did that help your, your writing process at all or not? Like, were you doing something and then that like put a pause on what you had going or like, did that affect you as far as directly when it came to your music? I mean, I think like, like momentum wise, it's like, uh, it, I mean, it was just, it was just a moment for perspective. We're just like, Oh, like what, what are we, what are we all chasing it? Like, like this like trajectory or this like snowball you're trying to get rolling. It's like, uh, there was, you know, a lot of like, a lot of like wild, wild conversations going on with like, with like artists about like how to blow up during quarantine it's like, and, or whatever. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, it was really, it was just really like people were down bad, just like live streaming themselves, like doing a live stream concerts. It's like, it's like all, all they knew how to do or all we knew how to do or something. But like, I think well, I mean, um, it was hard. A lot of people yeah. that, that were making, that was their whole livelihood, right? It was touring especially right. the people that were the tour managers or the crew, at least if you were the artist at the time, you could temp attempt to do like those things, but like they got so oversaturated too. Yeah. It was, it was hard, but it was also, yeah, it was also just like a man, like we are not essential workers at all. Like, <laughs> like I know people will argue against that. People will say like, Oh, artists help something, something. But um, I was just, you know, I was kind of just in a, in a phase of just like, man, like, uh, you know, this, who, who are, who are we helping? Like we're, I'm, I'm, I've, you know, I was being kind of maybe a bit of a nihilist just, but like, this is, we, we are not curing cancer over here. Like this is, we're like really like, but, but I get, I get it. Like it's, it's uh it was, it was, it was an outlet it was, for people. To, it was an like, outlet for people. Yeah. yeah. Distraction or not. A, I don't want to say distraction, but kind of, you know, like yeah. you away from all the tragedy that was going yeah. on TV or around you. Yeah. Well, it was an inspiring time for me because I was, so I was in, I was in LA for probably the first few weeks of it. And then I um, just like bought a ticket to New Orleans and found an apartment. I could like, like, like a kid I went to like kindergarten with like her mom, like just had a tenant move out or something. And so like, I was in an empty apartment with, with an air mattress, um, in new orleans for like um about six weeks or two months um and i would go into this coffee shop where i found this like i found this guy on tiktok who worked at this coffee shop who's uh or this this person rather who's like like definitely schizophrenic and like i would just go in and like have these like very like um kind of uh weird sedated like conversations with like every other day and they would take me to a uh, like a community garden um like a habitat for humanity garden after they got off their shift and we would just uh and they would show me the kale and the kombucha and it was just like i was just like in such like a uh a, a strange headspace because i was only communicating with this like one person for like <laughs> six weeks and and uh it was really uh it was really a uh, f fun uh kind of like self-induced like mania um being there because it, it was also a hotbed at the time it was like don't go to new orleans it's like the uh it's you know they're having they remember when like cities would have huge spikes yeah, yeah. and and there was like a lot of fear around it and uh yeah so i would uh i would do that and that was a that was definitely an inspiring time and definitely a time to that i that i enjoyed writing the writing process and i still do mm -hmm. but um yeah 
So oh, then, I mean, well, with uh, your song, Everybody's on Their Phone, was that something put out mid the pandemic or was that before? Yeah, that was that was written that was written before the pandemic but um i did shoot that in new orleans uh oh you did yeah video was, yeah yeah that okay. was um on top of a uh, they have, there's this abandoned naval base over there um to reshot that and um it was a uh it was a great time but but yeah that that song was um not meant to be a quarantine song Definitely. Right, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. You wrote yeah. it in that sense because, like, it and it worked out. I mean, it worked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as unfortunate yeah. as it is, yeah, you know, it kind of landed perfectly yeah. in that sense. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. The whole sentiment was just being like, everybody's on their phone, but it's like, it's like fine. That's just what it is now. Like, like we're gonna we're gonna speed run youth subcultures and do all this the the way we the way we do it. But um, but then it really just had a different meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in its context of when it was released, I love the videos that you do, man. They're they're really like, oh, thank you. Yeah, they're super creative, and it looked just like the style of them, or it, it's the way you you pull it off. It's like I I know it's it has a certain tone that I, I know you're going for, and it works really well. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's it, it's it's kind of just like a uh, you know it's part of part of that fe- that feeling of just kind of being sedated and and dreamy and detached um mm-hmm. uh and um still trying to hone in on the hone in on the overarching vibes you feel me but um but it's i i, I have started to enjoy the process um on that end more and more uh with each video yeah they're really good man they're really good um there what's the video where the girls are in the front and then they open the door and you you like you know what i'm talking about uh um girls are in the front it's it it's like how the oh yeah 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 this is on my instagram yeah 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 this this is uh this is the uh yeah right the uh sorority girls yeah open the door for yeah it's like the uh this like nightmare blunt rotation video of these like girls op- opening uh the the doors to their sorority and I just yeah it's just you it. come out yeah, just, man, yeah. so good yeah <laughs> uh well okay so you recent the most recent song you put out was Blue Atlanta yes well, tell me about that the video for that song is super cool as well yeah so um I um wrote that song um so uh, after uh chase um six dogs that artist i was t- uh-huh. telling you about earlier he he passed away and oh my gosh. um that was just kind of like a uh like cathartic um uh very emotional um kind of like love letter to the my friends out out in atlanta and um the and just like it was just it was just definitely like a grieving song but um mm-hmm. uh that video i shot with a good friend jack dalton and um we just yeah kind of wanted to um really establish like the uh that that kind of that dreamy nature t- to feeling feeling that kind of just like sedation and being totally out of it especially in this like kind of in these like dark suburban environments that Atlanta has so much of. It's like, I think it's the, uh, 
the most densely populated city with of, of trees. Uh, so, or like they call it like city in the forest or something like that. And so it's very, uh, it is very suburban in that way. And, um, and, and sprawled in that way. And we just kind of wanted to uh, capture a, a little bit, at least of what that feels like, but, mm-hmm. um, um, but yeah, so um, that, that song is just about uh, trying to get a grip, you know, moving on and, um, and uh, grieving, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm so sorry to hear about your friend. Like that's that's awful. It's it's um yeah he he uh, he touched a lot of people though, and uh, he's you know he's he's in all, all of our hearts. So um we you know definitely um super thankful for the the time he spent with us on Earth for sure. For sure. Um, with with the, was that song written in L.A. or were you in Atlanta when you wrote that? I wrote the lyrics in Atlanta. And I took it in the studio um, and produced it with um, a friend of mine, Nate Donmeyer, and, uh, and Johan Lennox in Los Angeles later on. Okay. Yeah. So you said you, because you said you moved to LA, what, about a year ago or so? Or oh, I, uh, in January I moved here, but I. Oh, been, January, sorry. But, I, but, but I've been coming here off and on for like, you know, little trips for about three years. So okay. it's definitely. Uh, back and forth yeah well tell me about the, the the record or the ep uh angelhood is coming out in july like a little bit over a month well it's yes that, tell me about the album and like or the the ep and putting that together and how how long did, was like some of those songs were they older newer i mean as far as like yeah yeah timeline goes and everything else yeah the first song we put out i think might be the first one i wrote i met god online that mm-hmm. came, that i probably wrote two years ago and um and there's uh a bunch of different songs uh, from from uh, from two years to like a, f- a few months ago that have, that have been written and um it's uh you know all um it's 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 all about uh just my i guess my life and my my experience and figuring finding out a way to to live and exist and uh feel feel um any semblance of contentment um the the title track angelhood um is a about a, f- a friend of mine um ben who he just was you know i, I don't i don't want to to overshare or blow up his spot too much but like he was you know kind of a very impulsive guy and like um would just like was always trying to just like go to go to war and couldn't get in the military and uh for 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 different reasons and um then uh one day just like dipped out of the country joined the french foreign legion like changed his name and like and disappeared and uh i don't like i i have like no way to contact him and so i've just been like i I just wanted something to that maybe could somehow find him but uh i don't know um and uh and so yeah it's just uh it's it's about coming to terms with uh with with your life and your existence and um 
it's definitely um more uh rock uh or you know rockier than the past project um more guitars mm-hmm. um a little bit of prog and we're having a fun time regardless but yeah angelhood july 15th wow okay yeah because uh the other ones are pretty aren't as guitar driven they're more like i feel like uh electronic sounding but like mellow electronic yeah definitely definitely yeah the um and 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 i think i'll always have that uh as a return point i, I, I love electronic music but um but yeah this was just uh this just felt like it uh was the uh the, the guitar was just the right instrument to address what i wanted to address you know mm-hmm. with with the lyrics and all with that song particular uh or yeah lot, or is a lot of the record have guitars a, a lot of the record a lot of the record does yeah a lot of the record does sure okay but it's still ha- but it, but i might got online will be on it and yeah and blue atlanta as well okay yeah. very cool yeah that's exciting um, thank thank you adam thank you for uh thank you for doing this as well um and, and and having a chat i uh appreciate it a lot no this has been awesome i really appreciate your time thank you so much liam this has been great likewise um do you have anything you'd like to plug do you have anything you'd like to plug no <laughs> i have a question for you yeah. uh, my last question for you is if you have any advice for aspiring artists um yeah but, you know if, uh make the music you want to hear that's all